All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is 8.36, and for the first time since Neanderthals roamed the Earth, a heavenly body is scheduled to pass by Earth this week, close enough for us to see it without any need for telescopes, binoculars, etc. We were curious to learn more, so joining us right now is the senior educator at the McDonald Planetarium in Forest Park, Eric Gustafson. Thanks for being with us. Hi, how's it going? Good. So what heavenly body are we talking about? Um, the object is a comet called C2022E3ZTF, which... That's a very sexy across. name. <laughs> oh, yeah, very silly name. But all it is is typical catalog numbers. Uh, the numbers do tell you a bit about it. The year it was discovered. The letter C tells you it's what's called a long-period comet, which means it takes over 200 years to orbit the sun. And the ZTF is what discovered it, something called the Zwicky Transit Facility, which scans the northern hemisphere skies every two days looking for things like small solar system bodies, active galactic nucleus, things of that nature. Where does a comet uh, come from? Where does this one come from? And what is a comet made up of, Eric? Um, Comets are basically big balls of frozen gas that are left over from the formation of the solar system. Uh, Mixed in that, you have some dust and rock and other stuff. Uh, It's basically what the solar system formed from. And these objects come from pretty far from the sun. Two typical sources you'll see listed are the Kuiper Belt, which uh, is a belt of icy bodies beyond Neptune. That's famously where Pluto is, why it's not a planet. And then a much more distant structure called the Oort Cloud, which is... Uh, basically, think of a sphere-shaped structure uh, with probably trillions of icy bodies that are very loosely gravitationally bound to the sun. And that's where C2022E3ZTF comes from. So this comet is obviously very old. Uh, We mentioned it hasn't passed by Earth, or at least for us to see, since the Neanderthals roamed. I don't even know how long ago that was. That was extremely long time ago. Yeah, so the incoming orbit looked to be about 50,000 years. Uh, this is probably the first time this comet's been this close to the sun. Um, not that we would ever have a chance to know for sure, but uh, Oort cloud comets tend to be disrupted by a uh, close approach to a distant star. It might still be many, many light years away, but that's still enough of a gravitational nudge to kind of kick it into the inner solar system. So about 50,000 years ago, you could think this comet started its journey to the inner solar system, and it'll probably be the last time it's this close to us. Wow. Uh, When should we look for it? How do we look for it? Um, Currently, the comet is circumpolar, which means it's pretty much visible all night long. Uh, Circumpolar uh, basically means circles around the pole. So it's in the part of the sky pretty close to the North Star. It's about 10 degrees away from it in a constellation called Camelopardalis. 
Uh, right now, to, to be able to find it, you can go out pretty much any time of the night, the big caveat being we need clear skies, which probably isn't until Thursday. Maybe we have a window early Wednesday evening. Okay, and that was what I was going to ask because maybe it's just my imagination, but it feels like every time something cool is passing in the night sky or we're able to see a planet or something, it's always cloudy in St. Louis. That is always the nature of when something (laughs) cool is happening. Uh, But every once in a while you get lucky. You might remember the eclipse in 2017. Uh, We were pretty lucky and had nice skies for that. Well, I happen to think we're very lucky to have the planetarium here. Eric, will you be doing anything special for this comet? Um, We don't have a specific event for it, but uh, every month we do a public telescope viewing that's part of our First Friday event where uh, members of the planetarium staff and also a local astronomy club called the St. Louis Astronomical Society, uh, we set up telescopes uh, throughout that event uh, just outside the planetarium building, of course, weather permitting. Now, looks like Friday should be pretty decent, and even in urban skies like we have here in St. Louis, uh, we should be able to see it, but of course, can't ever promise 100%. So this isn't going to be like a shooting star that if you blink, you miss it. It's going to be traveling through our night sky for long enough that we have a couple of day window? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting point, though, what often is called a shooting star or a meteor, most of the meteor showers you all here talked about are from comets. As they orbit the sun, they start to heat up and they release some of that dust and rock, and that's typically what becomes a meteor shower. Now, in terms of the comet, it's going to be circumpolar for some time, but as we get past its closest approach, which is tomorrow, it'll very quickly head into the direction of our winter sky. It's going to pass by a bright star called Capella, and then on February 10th and 11th, we'll see it pretty close to where Mars is in the sky in the constellation Taurus. So it's going to certainly be moving pretty quickly from night to night, but it plenty of time for people to try to see it. Eric Gustafson is the senior educator of the McDonald Planetarium in Forest Park. We appreciate the information about the comet and all that you do at the planetarium. Thanks for being with us on KMOX. Thanks for having us. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.